Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? As you hear me plug on Remember the Game every week, we have a Patreon full of hundreds of bonus podcasts, and the library over there has gotten so big, I decided to start giving away a free episode of Expansion Pass every month right here on the Remember the Game feed. If you enjoy this episode and want more, subscriptions start at just 3 bucks a month, and you'll get a new Expansion Pass ad-free every Thursday. We also have a gaming news show game patch every Friday, my vlogging podcast, The Rambling Idiot, every Tuesday, and our Simpsons podcast, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, hosted by me and Mark McHugh every Monday. And they're all finally available on Spotify. You can even browse the entire catalog over there without signing up uh hit up remember the game podcast.com to see how january 18th is going to be expansion pass 195 it's our fourth annual iteration of our game award show the blankies listeners vote for the game of the year exclusives of the year etc and i share my personal picks as well i really try to be the comedian that i am on these episodes with skits and stuff keyword there is try and it's usually one of the more anticipated shows we do each year so to get you hyped here's last year's third annual blankie awards in their entirety thanks for listening to the show and i hope you all enjoy this free episode of expansion pass let's go oh hi didn't see you come in I was just sitting here enjoying the fire and reading some Wario erotica when I got thinking about the legacy of the Blankies. Two years ago, the powers that be here at Remember the Game decided we should try to do our own award show. We were sick of watching crappy, half-assed, world premiere-filled, year-end award shows that aired before the year had even ended. And we thought to ourselves, hell, we could do better than that. We'll wait till the year actually ends. We can't afford to hire an orchestra to perform songs nobody gives a shit about anyway. And most importantly... We were running out of ideas for Expansion Pass, and this just seemed like an easy way to kill a week. So we borrowed the theme song from a beloved 90s sitcom, we wrote a few stupid comedy skits, came up with half a dozen awards to have people vote on, and the Blankies were born. And now, as we sit here getting ready for our third annual Blankies podcast, I can't help but smile and think to myself, 
If Sonic Frontiers wins Game of the Year, I'll burn this podcast in the homes of every motherfucker that voted for it into the ground. The ballots have been cast, the music has been stolen, and the weed has been smoked. Let's all go to the blankies. Ladies and gentlemen, live from a spare bedroom on the north side of Edmonton, Alberta, it's the third annual Blankies! Get ready for a wonderful evening of gaming celebration and pick it up after yourselves. This year's Blankies are brought to you by abcomedy.net, the official website of Adam Blank, because every comedian needs a shitty website that they never update. Insert second sponsor's name here... And by you, the Patreons. Are you fucking serious? We're thanking them again? How much deeper up the asses can you bury your nose? Every goddamn week, it's thank you so much. We couldn't do this without you. You've changed our lives. You're the reason this show's successful. They don't do a goddamn thing, y'all. They give you a couple of dollars and then they just listen. We write the shows, we edit the shows, we host the shows. We are the shows. Fuck them. This year's Blankies is brought to you by me. Because y'all didn't do a fucking thing. Fuck you, y'all. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third annual Blankies. Please make some noise for your host, the man the Edmonton Journal once described as harm but far too stupid to be dangerous, the one and only Adam Blank. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third annual Blankie Awards. I can't believe we've made it through three of these. We're going to outlive fucking E3 at this rate. Man, we need to do our own E3, right? We're doing our own Game Awards. We could do our own E3. That'd be easy. We just rent a hall. We get a bunch of people together that haven't showered in a week, and we're good to go. We don't even need game companies for our event because they don't go to fucking E3 anymore either. (laughs) (sighs) Seriously, though, speaking of those game companies, let's recognize some of the good ones, shall we? 2022 was a pretty wild year for gaming. We saw game after game after game be delayed out of the year. It seemed like most of the news was about movie and TV show game adaptions or the Microsoft-Sony-Activision love triangle. Nintendo's online didn't get any better. Xbox didn't release any exclusives. PlayStation launched a PS Plus tier for classic games and then just forgot it existed. It'd be very easy to be negative about gaming in 2022. But that's not what we do around here. The Blankies are a celebration of this stupid hobby we all love so much. We recognize the best video games of the past 12 months, not 11 months, fucking Jeff Keighley and your stupid suede suit and your dumb shoes, and we give up some made-up award trophies that don't really matter or exist. 
You've all voted. I've tallied said votes, and the winners are written on cocktail napkins that are piled here at the podium. We'll find out what games the hot dogs have deemed the best of the best in 2022. I'll let you know what tickled my pickle. We'll make a couple announcements. A special guest or two might drop by, and we'll even have a laugh. Wieners and buns, it is my distinct honor to welcome you to the third annual Blankies. Hit Urkel's music. Time for a Remember the Game World premiere. For years, we've joked about Mark McHugh's ban from the Remember the Game Hall of Fame. And while the community has been divided on whether or not he should be allowed back in, an ever-growing portion of our audience has begun to ask the question, if Mark isn't in the Hall of Fame, just who is? And the answer has always been, well, nobody. The Remember the Game Hall of Fame doesn't exist. But in 2023, that changes. I'm so proud to announce that to help celebrate the fifth anniversary of Remember the Game, we're officially opening a Hall of Fame on the internet. I'm not buying a fucking hall or something. Nintendo would shut it down anyways. But we'll be dedicating an episode of Expansion Pass every year to welcoming a new class of games and characters into the Remember the Game Hall of Fame. The first induction will take place on July 6th as part of our 5th anniversary celebration and information on nominating inductees will be made available sometime between now and then. Oh, and as far as Mark goes, keep listening. Wow, all right. Nothing says lifetime achievement like being inducted into a made-up, irrelevant Hall of Fame. That's very, very exciting, but we'll get into that this summer. Tonight is about made-up, irrelevant awards. Instead, let's give away some blankies. And we're going to kick things off with a little bit of a controversy this year. The best RPG of 2022. We had a record number of voters this year, so I thank you all very much for doing your part. And the RPG category ruffled some feathers. I've seen the feedback. I saw the write-in comments. Adam, why isn't Elden Ring nominated? Where is Elden Ring? Why you know Elden Ring? So I'm going to address it publicly. Officially, it was because I'm just one guy trying to fill out all these nomination lists and trying to get every game from the past year together by myself. And I guess I missed it. I just kind of considered it an action game instead of an RPG because I didn't play it. I don't know much about it. And I figured it'll just going to tank any category it's in anyway. So we decided to leave it out until game of the year. Uh, But secretly, I just resent all of you that have told me for 10 fucking months, you got to play Elden Ring, play Elden Ring. Why haven't you played Elden Ring? Where the fuck is the Elden Ring? Here's what I think of your fucking Elden Ring. I grabbed my crotch for those of you that are listening. You fucking RPG nerds. Roll the reel. Your finalists for 2022 RPG of the Year are Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And the blankie for Best RPG of 2022 goes to... Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Oh, the Elden Ring fans are going to be mad about this. Okay, so jokes aside, there really is a little bit of controversy here because I probably should have included Elden Ring on the RPG poll. And truth be told, like, 
I, I did kind of think of it at one point, and then I was like, fuck, that is going to just tank this entire boat. And that's not a reason not to include it. If a game's going to run away with the category, it's going to run away. I probably should have put it there. But I also just kind of fucked up and didn't think it was an RPG. I didn't play it. I thought of it more as an action game. And then by the time I had the blankie poll posted and everything, and people started reaching out being like, where the fuck is Elden Ring? I can't change them. Like once they're up without taking it down and reposting the entire thing. So I was like, whatever, it's a made up award. It is, I guess, a very, very like, like 7% of me was like, now I can stick it to all of you that have been on me to play that fucking game all goddamn year. But I fucked up. It should have been in there. Uh, for what it's, it would have won handedly. Had it been on the ballot, it would have won. To give you an idea, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope won the vote by two votes over Pokemon Legends Arceus. That was second. And then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet finished in third. Elden Ring had enough write-in votes to finish in sixth. Write-in votes. So if it had been on the ballot, it, I don't think it would have been a... I can't imagine it wouldn't have won the poll. So if you're mad that Elden Ring wasn't on there, I'm sorry. I'm one man who didn't play it, and I fucked up. I never thought of it as an RPG, so I'm sorry. Uh, personally... My RPG of 2022 probably comes down to Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope and Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, I've not yet finished Marvel's Midnight Suns, but I'm really, really enjoying it as I record this. And uh, I think I think I'm going to have to give it the nod. Unless this story just completely falls apart, I don't have to do as much running around on the world map. There's a lot of the jibba-jabba between battles, but once you get good at it and streamline it, you can wrap it up in about 30 seconds between fights. And I love the combat. And I also love the Marvel characters. So it was very, very close for me because I loved Mario plus Rabbids. But I'm going to give my RPG of 2022 uh, blankie to Marvel's Midnight Sun. So that's my pick. And again, the hot dog pick was Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope with an asterisk that Elden Ring probably should have won. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. All right, let's get into the best shooter. 
of 2022, a prestigious category if there ever was one. Uh, admittedly, I don't play a lot of shooters, partially because I'm not very good, I blame my bad eye for that, and partially because the last time I tried playing a shooter online, a 12-year-old told me what he was going to do to my mom, and then I had to Google the phrases that he was using, and I'm not a shy man, but holy fuck, kids today are messed up, so uh, I tried to get a special guest presenter for this award. I reached out to the greatest shooter of all time, Shooter McGavin, and his reply was, quote, my name isn't Shooter McGavin, it's Christopher McDonald, that stupid movie ruined my career, I don't eat pieces of shit for breakfast, go back to your shanty end quote so uh yeah i don't think he's coming so we're just gonna get on with it on our own here let's give out a blankie your finalist for 2022 shooter of the year huh? tiny tina's wonderlands high on life splatoon 3 call of duty modern warfare 2 and Metal Hellsinger. Oh. And the winner for the 2022 Shooter of the Year is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So this one wasn't too close, which I, I mean, I guess is good for Call of Duty. At least not everybody hates it, like most years, right? It, it won pretty comfortably. It finished about 40 votes ahead of the runner-up, which, by the way, was high on life. In case you were wondering, Splatoon 3 ended up coming in at third place. So uh, this one was pretty easy for me. I don't really play a lot of shooters. I'm not that good at them. And the, the issue with hosting a one-man podcast for stuff like this is that my picks are kind of limited to whatever I played that year, and I just can't play everything. So of all the games on the ballot, the only shooters I really even played in 2022 were Splatoon 3 and High on Life. And quite frankly, I didn't love either of them. Um, but not giving out an award at all is lame as shit. So uh, I'm going to go with High on Life because at least it made me laugh. Splatoon 3 was probably the better game, but Splatoon 3 was Splatoon 2 with a new number on the cover. High on Life wasn't very funny or very fun, but it was pretty funny. So I'm going to give my pick for Shooter of the Year to High on Life, but the hot dog pick quite substantially or quite... Uh, you know, overwhelmingly, yeah, just ah, whatever. Your pick was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Time for a Remember the Game World premiere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Eventually, I'll probably end up adding a fifth podcast to the rotation. Like, I love doing this, and I have a really fun idea in mind. It's something I'm really passionate about. What is it? It's a secret. Shut up. You know, I can't just do another video game podcast. Even I'll get sick of them at that point. Wrestling would be fun. I could revive wrestling with wrestling, but I don't really enjoy the product that much right now, and I don't want to force myself to watch it just for the sake of shitting on it online, you know? So I kind of asked myself, like, what are you passionate enough about to sit down and talk about every couple of weeks? And the answer was The Simpsons. I mean, I love that show. So I'm excited to announce that I'll be launching a bi-weekly Simpsons podcast later this year. I'll review episodes, I'll rank characters, rank all the episodes each season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the only sticking point I had was coming up with a name. We need a name that's witty at first, but that seems less funny each time you hear it. Yeah, and I thought long and hard about this. And then one night it just hit me. You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple monkey dishwasher. Well, we'll show him, especially for that purple monkey dishwasher remark. Yeah. That's right, kids. Purple monkey dishwasher. Another 
Simpsons podcast. I will be officially launching it bi-weekly beginning in March. I'm really excited for it. And I just wanted to let you all know I was torn between this and a bi-weekly movie podcast where I finally reviewed all the movies that I haven't seen that you all keep telling me to watch. But I'm far more passionate about The Simpsons, so I'm going to go that way. But I am going to add a segment to The Rambling Idiot in the coming weeks where I throw in just a quick 5-10 to minute movie review. And the movies will be selected by you, the Patreon. So I'll post more details on how it's all going to work on the Patreon page and the Discord in the coming weeks. But I'm very, very excited to finally announce the fifth member of the Remember the Game podcast family purple monkey dishwasher. Holy shit, five podcasts because quantity beats quality every goddamn time. And speaking of lack of quality, it's time to decide what the best sports game of 2022 was. I think we can all agree, sports games are pretty slippery slope because on one hand, they give us nerds a chance to be the all-star quarterback or the home run slugger we always dreamed of being as kids while we sat inside out of the sun where there were no bees. Fuck, I hate bees. But on the other hand, the sports game genre as a whole has gone from some of the funnest, more memorable releases of all time to a shit show of shit full of microtransactions, broken games, and annualized releases that don't change a damn thing. I guess you could say it's kind of the greasy corner of the gaming world. However, in 2022, sports gamers had a reason to breathe a sigh of relief. Because yeah, Madden 23 is erasing players' save files, and FIFA's still releasing the same fucking game on the Switch every year and suckering people into paying full price for it. But a few sports games stepped up and really exceeded our expectations. And while all of our finalists are still subject to drug testing and we won't have those results for a few more days, the following titles were the cream of the crop. And as such, they're the nominees for Best Sports Game 2022. Roll the reel. Your finalists for 2022 Sports Game of the Year are Mario Strikers Battle League, WWE 2K22, Gran Turismo 7, Nintendo Switch Sports, and MLB The Show 22. And the winner of the best sports game in 2022 is WWE 2K22. Wow. So this one was actually probably the closest vote of all of the awards that we gave away this year. Once you take away the whole controversy with the RPG thing, four votes separated WWE 2K22 and the runner up Nintendo Switch Sports. And then four more votes separated Switch Sports from MLB The Show 22 and third. So eight votes from first to third. It was wild. I'd argue this one was closer because, yeah, Elden Ring wasn't here controversying up the ballot. Although I would bet that if Elden Ring had been nominated for best sports game, it probably would have won. Uh, for myself personally, this award came down to PGA the Tour, or pardon me, not the Tour, PGA Tour 2K23 and WWE 2K22. It breaks my heart that Mario Strikers Battle League wasn't my runaway pick because I've waited so long for a new Mario Strikers game, but they're just just wasn't enough meat on the bone there for me. So I've really enjoyed PGA Tour 2K23. I still play it almost every week. I, it's one of my go-to games at night to sneak in around a golf before I go to bed. But 
WWE 2K22 was really a return to form for the series in my books. And while I'm not playing it a ton these days, the year off, because uh, you don't know, they skipped 2K21. And that year off made a huge difference when it came to that game. So, Plus, add in the fact that PGA Tour 2K23 is missing the majors. It's missing most of the big-name golfers. They're all going to be in the EA game this year. The upgrade system for your equipment fucking sucks. I... I think I'm going to go with the cool kids on this one and give my award to WWE 2K22. So both my pick and the hot dog pick for the best sports game this year was, in fact, WWE 2K22. It's not fake. It's still real. I should have just said it's not real to me, damn it. I'm not editing that out because I have to edit out all the fucking segments and shit. And it's nice to be able to just cut loose and go back to being myself stumbling over my words and these little explanations. So WWE 2K22 wins both awards. Congratulations. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show, and it's not talking to the audience. It's the best indie game, probably my favorite award. As many of you know, I have a bit of an indie game fetish, and unlike my other fetishes that got me banned from West Edmonton Mall, this one I'm encouraged to talk about publicly. In an era where AAA games are sacrificing creativity for flashy graphics and open worlds, indie games are a reminder that video games don't have to be like movies. From the pixel art graphics to the off-the-wall inventive ideas to the cheaper price tags and the occasionally insane replay value, indie games have really solidified their place next to big AAA titles as a cornerstone of this hobby of ours. And jokes aside, I love indie games, and 2022 was a great year for indies. Let's find out who y'all consider to be the best of the best this year. Roll the reel. Your finalists for 2022 Indie Game of the Year are Tunic, Stray, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, Nobody Saves the World, and Vampire Survivors. There's never any survivors with vampires. And the winner of 2022 Indie Game of the Year is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I figured uh, Shredder's Revenge would do well in the votes, but it ran away with this award. 251 votes. Second place got 66. Like, it dominated. What's crazy, though, is that the race between second and fifth uh, was was wild. 66 votes, 64 votes, 62 votes, and 60 votes. So if you didn't vote for Ninja Turtles, then you were divided amongst the rest voting for these other games. And in case you're wondering, in order, second through fifth, were Vampire Survivors, Stray, Nobody Saves the World, and Tunic. That was wild, man. Just the power of the ninja was too strong. So this was a great year for indies. Even if I don't include the stuff I didn't play, like Sifu, Rogue Legacy 2, Cult of the Lamb, and Neon White, 2022 was a banger in the world of the indies. It was wild, man. Nobody saves the world. Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, Curse to Golf, and Tunic probably make up my short list. Uh, I'd slot, yeah, I'd slot Curse to Golf in at fourth. I'll put Tunic in at three. Ah, choosing between Nobody Saves the World and Shredder's Revenge is brutal. I I think I'm going to go with Nobody Saves the World. And I love Shredder's Revenge. I love it. But, like, I beat it a few times, and it was awesome. And then I was like, I'm done. Now, every once in a while, I'll hop in and play it again, and that's it. I 100% Nobody Saves the World. I did New Game Plus. I got all the achievements. I loved every minute of it. I played it for about 40 hours. It's on my personal finalist list for Game of the Year. And Shredder's Revenge, well, awesome, 
is not. So my pick for Indie Game of 2022 is Nobody Saves the World, but the hot dog pick for Indie Game of 2022 was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. And now a look behind the scenes at the Blankies. All right, settle, people. Settle. Okay, listen, thank you all so much for coming. Welcome to the Blankies pre-show press conference. I'd like to thank you all so much for coming. It's going to be a great night. We just finished our final rehearsal. There's not an orchestra within 15 miles of this place, and I think we're going to have a really, really good show. So if you all have any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer. Yeah, Mr. Blank, are there any truth to the rumors that the real Adam Blank was whacked by the Yakuza three years ago for talking about Nintendo news leaks, and you're actually just two children sitting on each other's shoulders under a trench coat, and that's why your voice cracks all the time? Uh, my attorneys have advised me not to comment on that. Thanks, though. Yes, uh, Mr. Blank, Vertical Noise has stated on Reddit that they don't fly into Edmonton every week just to record that snippet for the Game Pass intro, and in fact, they've been locked in your basement since the first episode of the show, and you keep giving them the hose, even though they have indeed put the lotion on. Do you have any comment? <laughs> Listen, Vertical Noise have been valuable members of this organization for years, and I assure you, despite the lack of a paper trail or the necessary finances to fly three men halfway around the globe every single week, that they do indeed fly here every Thursday. I'm gonna fucking hose them so hard tonight. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, I just wanted to let you know you're wrong, you know. I'm sorry? About Sonic Adventure 2. It's a great game and you're wrong. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> See, listen, that's the cool thing about opinions, right? Everyone has one. It's all good. You like it, I don't. It's okay. 
Nope, nope, nope. You're just wrong. Also, you spend way too much time talking about politics. Uh, all right. I, I mean, I don't really talk about politics. It's kind of the whole gimmick of the show, you know? Nope, you're wrong. Too much politics, and they don't jive with mine, and I'm pissed. Also, the infamous intro is too long as well. Oh, uh, well, listen, maybe if you don't like the show, listen to one of the other shows? Well, now you're just being ridiculous. Why would I stop listening to a podcast I'm not enjoying when I could continue to listen to it every week and just leave a bad review online? Yeah, all right, yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Well done. Good for you. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, Adam, where are the bodies? Steven, fuck off. Stop asking me that. Seriously, why do you follow me around and ask me that stupid question? Hey, here's a question. When are you going to play Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah, he's right. Where's Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah, keep promising it. When are we going to get Metal Gear Solid 3? Apologize to Sonic 2, you son of a bitch. All right, no more questions. Thank you all very much. Goodbye. I'm going to leave a bad review right now. Not a finger thing means the taxes. Fuck me, that press conference was a nightmare. Jesus. All right, let's talk about some console exclusives, everybody. This was, uh, this was a tough year for exclusives on both Xbox and PlayStation. And honestly, just filling out a ballot for those systems wasn't easy. So if a game was on PC or mobile or something, but it was console exclusive to one system, it probably made the list. And at least PlayStation had five obvious exclusives to make up their ballot. So that's where we're going to start. As PS5s are gradually becoming more readily available, studios are starting to roll out more and more games. And while there wasn't a ton of meat on the PlayStation bone in 2022, the meat that was on there was mighty, mighty tasty. Let's roll the tape for PlayStation Game of the Year. Your finalists for 2022 PlayStation Exclusive of the Year are The Last of Us Part 1, Gran Turismo 7, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Stray. And the winner of the 2022 PlayStation Exclusive of the Year is... The Last of Us Part 1. Well, I know I'm fucking with you. Of course it's God of War. Yeah, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone that this was the most lopsided ballot of the year. God of War Ragnarok got 394 votes. Horizon was the runner-up with 83. 394 to 83. Fuck. Uh, Stray ended up getting third, in case you're wondering. I mean, like, what is there to say? This is a qu- it's God of War Ragnarok, right? Last year on Xbox, Halo Infinite beat, like, the one game that it was up against for exclusive of the year, being Forza Horizon. And uh, this year's Halo Infinite was easily god of war ragnarok i don't think this should surprise anyone it's absolutely my playstation game of the year as well i'm not gonna waste any of your time my pick your pick everybody's pick god of war ragnarok can it beat elden ring for game of the year well keep listening we'll get there and we'll get there in a few minutes now if there wasn't a lot of meat on the playstation bone well The Xbox bone was like that chicken wing at the bottom of the basket where it's basically just sauce and bone and you almost feel bad eating it because clearly this chicken has had a hard hard go at it. Uh, For the second year in a row, we had to stretch a little bit to put together a list of Xbox exclusives. They're saying that's not going to be the case for 2023. And after seeing this ballot, I sure fucking hope they're right. Yeesh. Uh, I guess we have to do this. So run the reel for Xbox exclusive of the year.
you're finalist for 2022 Xbox Exclusive of the Year, huh? Grounded, Pentiment, High on Life, Vampire Survivors, and Scorn. Yeesh. And your winner for 2022 Xbox Exclusive of the Year is... High on Life. I don't know if this one really surprises anybody either. Uh, it was a tough year for exclusives on Xbox, right? A lot of these games are on PC or mobile or both. Uh, and it says something for Xbox exclusives when Vampire Survivors was the runner-up. No problem with that game. It's a great game, but like, fuck me. Grounded was a distant third. So if you need any more proof that Xbox needs to release some fucking games next year, this ballot was it. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it's, it's high on life, even though I wasn't even that impressed by it. I played vampire survivors on my phone. I didn't even play it on Xbox. And I don't think I played any other games that were on this ballot, any other Xbox exclusives this year. I love that console. I love that ecosystem. They need some fucking games. Last year it was Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon and Flight Simulator. And I think that was it. And I, I would argue this year was even worse. For Xbox exclusives. I love you, Xbox, but get your shit together. We need some fucking games. Uh, so both my pick and the hot dog pick for Xbox exclusive of the year was High on Life. And last but not least, Nintendo Switch exclusive of the year. And I know Nintendo and the Switch take some heat from the gaming community. The console is too old. It's underpowered. Their online sucks. Nintendo hates all of us. Which I think, by the way, all these are fair criticisms. But to say the Switch has no games is a horrible take. And those of you saying it are disappointments to your parents. If you want to say Nintendo has no games that aren't childish or RPGs, fair enough. But their list of exclusives in 2022 was longer than PlayStation and Xboxes combined. And this turned out to be one of the most exciting votes on the ballot because so many people voted for so many different games. And there's a very good chance that The Legend of Zelda runs away with this blankie this time next year. So let's just enjoy the drama and the close race while we can, yeah? Here are your finalists for the 2022 Nintendo Switch Exclusive of the Year. Your finalists for 2022 Nintendo Switch Exclusive of the Year are Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and that Pokemon Legends Arceus. Aww. And the winner of the 2022 Nintendo Switch Exclusive of the Year is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And this one was pretty close. Kirby won by about 40 votes, but Pokemon Legends Arceus, Mario Plus Rabbids, and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which were second, third, and fourth respectively, were only about 20 votes apart between the three of them. So the votes were very split up amongst the top four or five games. Uh, and that'll be the argument against the Switch this year for the haters, is that a Kirby game one best game of the year but it was really really fucking good honestly it was my front runner for game of the year when i finished it back in the spring and aside from kirby it was just a ton of rpgs you had two pokemon games xenoblade chronicles mario plus rabbits triangle strategy live a live live alive whatever the fuck it's called if if you like rpgs it was a good year to be playing on the old switch but there was no mario there was no zelda no donkey kong no f-zero or punch out or any of the other forgotten children and that'll be what people bring up 
So uh, personally, for my Switch game of the year, it definitely comes down to Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope and Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And I could go either way, to be honest. I uh, I haven't been this conflicted since I tried to choose between Deathloop and Returnal. I, I liked both. I paid full price for both. Didn't regret it for either game. I think... I think I have to give the edge to Mario plus Rabbids only because I got more time out of it. But I can say that Kirby in the Forgotten Land is probably my favorite Kirby game now. It's better than Kirby's Adventure on the NES or Kirby Superstar on the SNES, which are both great. It's outstanding. But my pick for Switch Game of the Year is going to be Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. The hot dog pick for Switch Game of the Year is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And now a look behind the scenes at the Blankies. Hello? Hey, babe. It's me. Hey, listen. The Blankies of this week. It's the biggest show of the year. The listeners really want to hear from the legendary Shaylee. So we talked about it. Are you going to come on the show? No. What? Come on. Seriously. Like, I... I will, it'd be fun. Plus, I need to prove to everyone that you're real and I don't actually just live in my mom's basement. No, I don't think so. Why? You take... You take, like, 90%. Of the Patreon money every month. The least you could do is come on and say hi. Help me present an award. It'll be fun. Mm, I'd have to run it by my agent. Fuck off. You don't have an agent. I'll use yours. I don't have an agent. What award would I be presenting? I don't know. We'll go big. You know what? We'll go big. You can do game of the year with me. That's the big finale of the show. Okay, but only if Breath of the Wild wins. Say, we talked about this. I know you love Breath of the Wild. I know it's your favorite game. I, I we just it's six years old. Okay, that it can't win. That this is not how this works. I don't care if you want me on the show. Breath of the Wild wins Game of the Year. <sighs> Forget it. It's fine. I can do it myself. It's okay. Fine. Then you can just stay at your mom's. No, don't tell them that. Fuck me. <laughs> She's lying. I don't live with my mom. It Fuck me. I specifically said don't air that. Okay, well now that we've 100% confirmed that I live with my girlfriend and not my mom and that I'm certainly not recording this in my mom's basement... Let's get to the main event, shall we? It's time to announce the 2022 Game of the Year, baby. And I know what you're all thinking. This is a two-horse race, but there was a long, long list of great games this year. Games like Stray, Lego Star Wars, Xenoblade Chronicles, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Sifu, Bayonetta 3 couldn't even crack the top five for Game of the Year votes. It doesn't matter what your taste. There was a game for you this year. You know, unless you're one of those, oh, I only play games to complain, losers. In which case, fucking go away. Nobody likes you. We like video games around here. And it's time to celebrate the best of the best for the year 2022. Hit it! Your finalists for 2022 Game of the Year are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, do I have to read the rest? All right, all right, all right. Horizon Forbidden West, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and Sonic Frontiers. 
And the winner of 2022 Game of the Year is God of War Ragnarok. I mean, and of course it came down to God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring. Shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, God of War ended up winning by 32 votes. And the two games together ended up with a little over 55% of all the votes, which when you consider how many games are on the ballot is pretty wild. But at the same time, I actually expected them to take a little bit more of the vote. It was it was pretty spread out. So I'll, uh, I'm going to post screenshots of the full results for every award, all the votes over in the Discord if anybody wants to see them and to prove that I didn't rig the imaginary fucking award show or anything like that. Uh, and in case you were wondering, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge got third with 65 votes, about 100 behind Elden Ring. Nobody else cracked 30. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West got fourth with 26 votes. Sonic Frontiers got fifth with 22. So... Uh, so that was your game of the year. What was my game of the year for 2022? <laughs> my uh, my personal shortlist is probably God of War, Mario plus Rabbids, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Nobody Saves the World, and Kirby in the Forgotten Land. That would probably be my top five. If I'm counting them down, I'll 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 put Kirby in fifth. I'll put Mario plus Rabbids in fourth. I'll put Marvel's Midnight Suns in third. And that comes down to nobody saves the world on oh, God of War. Nobody was so good. And I would replay it again despite 100%ing it, you know, before I would replay Kirby, Mario plus Rabbids or Marvel's Midnight Suns. And I mean, honestly, I'd probably play nobody saves the world again before I play God of War Ragnarok again, just because Ragnarok is such an undertaking to go through it again. You know, I think I could make an argument that nobody saves the world was my favorite game from 2022. But I, I think Ragnarok is a close second for my favorite, and it is the best game I played in 2022. I just, I don't think I can justify not giving it my game of the year pick. It's just too good. So, uh, congratulations to God of War Ragnarok on behalf of both myself and the Hot Dogs for being named Remember the Game 2022 Game of the Year. And that is going to do it for the 2022 Blanky Awards. Uh, I'd like to thank you all so much for listening, voting, supporting, and for making this happen. Shout out to Moneybags up in the booth. Great job again this year, my man. And I'm super excited to begin the countdown to episode 250, our fifth anniversary. We're going to have a new podcast, some new merch, and even a Remember the Game Hall of Fame. It's going to be a fucking wild ride, and I hope you all hang around for it. And on that note, speaking of the Remember the Game Hall of Fame. As is tradition when it comes to these gaming showcases, we have one last thing to leave you on. Good night, everybody. And now a look behind the scenes at the Blankies. Hey, dude, what's going on? Hey, Mark. I got to talk to you for a second, pal. Dude, I just got to say, man, I am so stoked to be getting back into the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, it was a funny joke for a while, but, like, it's cool that the community has finally decided to throw its weight behind me, you know? Yeah, uh, it is cool that they voted you back in, but uh, we hit a bit of a snag. That's what I'm calling you about. 
What snag? Well, what snag? Well, okay, so Christopher Judge, the guy that did the voice of Kratos, uh, I don't know if you saw, but like he went way long on his acceptance speech, and now we're up against the clock, and we got to cut something to fit into the time parameters, unfortunately. The fuck are you talking about? He wasn't even on your show. I know, and that's really what makes this so hard, man. I I don't want to tell you. Maybe next year. Better luck. Sorry, man. Then you know what? You do this every single time. Every single time. I'm so close. And you know what? Fuck you, Adam. I've just got to tell you. Every single episode I've recorded for you, I've recorded butt naked. Butt fucking naked. You understand? Thanks again for listening. Like I said, the 2023 Blanky Awards episode of Expansion Pass will go live next Thursday, January 18th. Head over to patreon.com slash remember the game to see what all's waiting for you in our bonus podcast archives. You can view them on Spotify as well. Our subscriptions start at three bucks a month. We offer annual subscriptions that'll save you your 12th month's fees at 5% of our Patreon income is donated to Extra Life for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. Hundreds of extra podcasts, ad-free, access to our Discord, the ability to write into the shows, help pick the games we play and cover, and so much more. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Thank you. Cheers. Happy New Year. Whatever the fuck you want. 